Welcome to Fuji Love. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series and GFX cameras, but more importantly, it's about the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, whether it's news, interviews, and so much more, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And now, on with the show. Yeah, because uh, I mean, them is very uh, is sometimes in a, in a sentence. It sometimes seems really grammatically wrong. And as someone who's been a you know lifetime teacher as well, uh, it does kind of like you know it kind of freaks me out a little bit. But um, but yeah. So um, do you want to start your little? Yeah, d- totally. So congratulating uh, me. <laughs> I like that. I, I, I am happy to do that again, uh, <laughs> especially since I was stuttering all over my self and just just uh i'm big fan of your work it it, it is uh it it is really great stuff i am talking with the photographer that has the coolest name in the industry uh lola flash she is an official ex-creator a fantastic photographer and your work the way you sum it up j- just spells it out so succinctly uh that that you use photography to challenge stereotypes to to help people see things in a whole new light and, and what better medium to do that than with photography uh you have a long career in uh in this art form uh going from uh your aids epidemic work in, in new york city years ago uh to uh work that's being exhibited in, in the african american history of culture uh i could go on and on because you have such a great rich uh colorful work that speaks for itself lola it's great to have you on the show Thank you, Mark. I'm glad that you were able to, you know, I appreciate your patience. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, it worked out that we could finally get together. Oh my goodness. It is the, the, just the technical uh, it, hurdles that we had to jump was, uh, uh, was the last thing that we had to handle. This is like our, uh, what, what is it? Our fifth attempt at, uh, recording this interview. <laughs> yes. Crazy. The fifth time is the charmer, I guess. There you go. <laughs> Uh, great to have you on. Uh, you are uh, currently doing a residency in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's a really wonderful um, residency program. It's called Castle House Residency, and um, it's uh, run by a husband and wife, Ellen and Frank, and they're just some of the sweetest people I've ever met. Um and it's actually Ellen is a is an architect, so she actually uh, built this house, and with the intent of having a residency. So there's like a sort of uh, they live on kind of one side of the house, and then there's like a kind of gallery in the middle, and then on the other end is uh, the the artist residency home. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's like a little apartment, and it's just it's really nice and modern, and uh, you know, clean. It's got they've got some amazing artwork. 
Um, and so they, yeah, they they have events here. They the first night I got here on Thursday, they had um a young man called Cheryl Roland, I believe is his name. Amazing work that he does. Um he was incarcerated wrongly in, in jail for like a year and then he got out. Um so his work uh talks about incarceration, which my current series talks about. So it felt like a perfect beginning to my residency. Um and then Sunday they had an opening because there's like a show of uh, photography work um that's that just opened on Sunday. So there was an opening here. So it's been pretty cool. Like, you know, people come come throughout, come in. And, uh, you know, I've been able to meet people that maybe I wouldn't get to meet, you know, otherwise. And, um, yeah, it's just glorious. I mean, I just feel um, it's just, you know, the backyard is just nothing. But you can't see I can't see anything but trees all the way in the back. And uh, I'm waiting. Some of the trees are turning, you know. Oh, that was that was going to be my question. How's the foliage at the time of this recording? It's uh, mid-October. Right. Yeah. And so it's really uh, beautiful out there. Um, it's starting to turn. And there's this one particular shot I want to take uh, where I just need it to be a little bit more red um, over in the area that I want to shoot. So I'm just kind of, you know, patiently every, every morning I wake up, I, I look outside. I'm like, you know, is it orange over there yet? So, you know, because I love the sort of red orange and yeah, you know, the project that I'm doing with Syzygy, I wear the orange prison uniform. So I think it'll just kind of like work really nicely you know, with my little color scheme. So, um, so yeah, it's great. And, you know, the community has been helpful. Um, uh, I, I met a young man who teaches at um, the University of North Carolina, and he actually connected me with uh, some of his, um, his, some of his amazing students. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I've got someone that's lined up to help me this Friday and next Friday for, uh, for the series. So I'm, it's starting, I guess they say like, I'm starting to percolate, you know, I had <laughs> it eased into uh, the residency. And um, now I, it's, I'm actually starting to uh, to do some work, uh, you know, shooting. But obviously, there's also research and all other kinds of things and, you know, sending out emails to this person and that person. I'm in fact, <laughs> today I sent um, I sent an email that I've been meaning to send for I can't tell you how many years to AARP because I, I have a series um, called SALT, which is um, about women who are over 70. And uh, I w- I've always thought it would be perfect for the AARP magazine. Yeah. And, you know, but that's the thing about a residency. It's things that you've, you know, even if, even if it's on your list, sometimes you just don't, aren't able to create time when you're at home. Um, you know, so here it's like, I, I have like, I guess I just have more of a focus. I don't really know what happens. It's just like you put on your sort of residency hat and you're, you're able to do more work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's really, it's really, a, it's an amazing opportunity. And I, I haven't done, I, I didn't do residencies all when I was like a youngster. Um, I think part of it is because a lot of them are out in the, like the boondocks kind of thing. And that didn't uh, appeal to me. But now that I'm older, like, you know, I'm like running to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so with uh, all right, I, I'm I'm a comp- complete noob when it comes to uh, things in the art world. Uh, what what does it mean to be a resident? Uh, 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 to have a residency, like w- what what does that job entail? Yeah, well, some residencies that you, uh, you that you know artists need to apply to. Other residencies um, like this one, they they kind of pick you and ask you to be a part of it. Um, 
And some of them are just like this one. It's just one person, just me. Uh, some of them have like a range of, of you know, like three or four people, uh, sometimes different p- disciplines. Uh, residents can Residencies can range from two weeks to uh, three years, really. And it's it's a space that's given to artists to to create. Um, some of them have like real like rigid like you know at the end of this you're gonna you you know you need to give us like a print and they they expect you to do a lot of work. Uh, yeah. And some of them are are just like uh, in fact um, um, there's one that's opening up in Baltimore by uh, Derek Adams, one of my favorite uh, painters, and uh, it's all about rest. Because it's like artist needs rest too, so it's a it sort of runs the gamut as to the expectations. I did an amazing one last year, uh, last October actually. It's called Airy, uh, A I R I E. It's abbreviation, and that takes place in the um, Florida Everglades. Oh, yeah, and you actually live in the Everglades, like in this little like kind of barracks type of place. Um, it was kind of scary, you know. There was like lots of <laughs> alligators and. Um, but at the end of the day, it was, um, you know, my, my grandmother, my name, Lola, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Lola is my grandmother's name and she was a native American. So, uh, you know, historically, uh, native Americans lived, um, in the Everglades and sort of all the, all the sort of tribes came together. They called them the Seminoles. And so, yeah, yeah, so they lived there. So that was kind of part of like my my research and my want to find out more about my grandmother's history and, you know, sort of the Native American, um, you know, DNA in me. So um, that was actually how I was able to just kind of like relax because I just thought, well, you know, my relatives were out here and there was no electricity and they were able to survive. So if they could do it, I could do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just kind of, yeah, just sort of tried to listen to uh, to the whispers of my my relatives that were down there listening to them saying that it's going to be okay Lola <laughs> um, yeah, it's an amazing experience now that I'm uh you know I'm a retired uh, high school teacher now um I can apply other months than just July and August you know what yep. I mean so it just gives me a really like a lot of um a lot of leeway and um just time to reflect and you mentioned that you're working on a project right now. Um, uh, you, tell me a little bit about that. You mentioned that the you have the orange uh, prison suit that that you you sport in some of your photography. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, I got to say, I am a complete ignorant fool because mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm looking at your uh, Instagram and, and see the the, the that orange. Uh, jumpsuit and uh, I, I thought you were an astronaut because of the helmet that you're wearing right so you're not you're not totally lost on that one um it's it's what they say it's complicated so um I'm working with um a concept called afrofuturism so the helmet speaks to the future uh-huh. uh, the prison uniform speaks to you know the present the incarceration the ridiculous incarceration system in america sadly um, yeah and then i you know i usually have like sometimes i'll have like a um uh handcuffs which sometimes are open and sometimes closed obviously you know talking about or symbolizing um freedom or lack of freedom yes uh, 
Yeah. And so, you know, I, it was a friend of mine. Her name is Jayashree. Um, she's a curator and a wonderful artist. Uh, she um, she was curating a show at the Ford Foundation. She said, my next show is about Afrofuturism. So if you can get something together, um, you know, show me and I'll put it in the show. And so I made this one image and um, she liked it. So she put it in the show. And to be honest, I kind of just thought it was a one off. I didn't really I didn't. You know, I already have other series that I've been doing for such a long time that I thought I don't need to start a new series, you know. Um, but the story goes, I mean, but once COVID came, um, in fact, some of my friends, I think it was actually my friend Tracy Sandberg, um, she said, you should really do Syzygy now because the city is so surreal, you know. So I, I brought Syzygy, Syzygy into the city. Um, and, you know, I call myself Syzygy. It's a self-portrait project, but, um, you know, I sort of, I become this, it's like Syzygy is like my alter ego. Um, and so, you know, I went to places like Grand Central Station. There was like no one there. And, you know, there's a picture of that. Um, actually, the African-American Museum of History and Culture used it for the front cover of their muse- um, their their um, calendar this, this year. That's and awesome. Yeah. And it's me sitting in the um, in a subway and there's no one there. Um, so yeah, so it's, 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 so it's, it's just kind of like continued. So every place I go, like now I'm here in Durham, um, I, I, I work towards, um, you know, sometimes it's like a lark or sometimes, but a lot of times it's kind of steeped in history, you know? So here in Durham, obviously it's the South and, um, a lot of, uh, unfortunate things happened, uh, to African-Americans here, um, and so I'm sort of looking at places where, you know, like sort of older buildings um, where, you know, yeah, where some tragedies happened. Right. You know, um, but laced within that is that, you know, it, it is a tale of joy, too. There, You know, there's uh, there's births, there's, you know, graduations, just like in any culture. There's there's happiness that happens within, you know, the, our culture. And so. Um, I don't want it to be all about, you know, sadness, because I think that um, I think the the joy of, of working in, in a framework of Afrofuturism is that and also at being an artist is that I can write my own story. Right. So yeah. I can I can and I can make the ending happy, um, you know, so it's it's like there's this freedom really in in telling this story and uh you know i'm 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 a very optimistic person so i want to make sure that there's like happiness like you know like a lot of people get really kind of stuck within like the trauma of american african-american history and not to say that there isn't but um i think that there's been way too much um attention put on the trauma as opposed to the the happiness the strides that we made that's very that's very profound because i mean we're we are living uh without having to go into the the things that are happening in the news right now uh, focusing on uh the, the 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 trauma and ill wills just puts you into uh, like a stagnation and it, the the cycle just keeps repeating over and over and by focusing on the the positive aspects 
uh, without forgetting what happened in the past, but moving in in a more positive direction uh, means that you're you're moving upwards uh, to 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 speak very plainly, I guess, uh, because I lack the eloquence to uh, say it more profoundly. But but I, I totally I totally get your your vibe and and your work really emphasizes that you have the these bursts of happiness these bursts of color it, it is it is uh eye catching it, it it is uh sublime and it doesn't leave you feeling uh it, it it doesn't it's it it doesn't attack if 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 I'm using my 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 adjectives correctly, uh, you're you're being very um, uh, inviting. Uh, to, to <laughs> yes, I think you're right. I mean, it is. I, I I want to to bring people in. You know, um, so even in my my portraits, you know. Um, I feel like my I encourage my models to uh, to be assertive in their gaze, uh, but not aggressive, you know, because it's sort of like a fine line between the two. Um, but yeah, it's about strength and and I think the palette also does um, does give this sort of sense of joy, even though it's like you know it kind of reminds me of like uh, Whoopi Goldberg when she first started, she would sort of get you laughing and then she'd say something and then you're like, oh, I guess it's not really that funny, you know what I mean? But she she sort of drew you in with laughter. And yes, stops the bomb, you know. Um, That's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what's interesting too, um, Mark, is that the um, my palette. My current palette and Syzygy, the vision, is very similar to my palette of the, of the work from the 80s and 90s that, you know, a lot of the museums, uh, you know, like MoMA and Whitney, uh, the work that's at the Whitney actually is uh, the work from my the 80s and the 90s. And um, that's the work that the museums have been collecting um, as of late. So that work was work that was under my bed for 40 years, and I had kind of forgotten about it. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> And so it's just interesting to, for me to sort of like have the, have this different, have a similar palette now, you know, um, I like to say like last century, from last century to this century. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So that's just, you know, and it, and it kind of like Syzygy, uh, it kind of, um, in some ways I feel like it kind of addresses all of the, the issues that I've been dealing with. So it it looks at, racism it looks at sexism looks at ageism uh it looks at uh, transphobia you know and so uh because in it i'm a i'm I'm sort of a i like i said before i'm I'm an alter my alter ego and i'm sort of this non-binary person it's really hard to tell you know if i'm male or female um usually my arms are out so you can see that i'm black um and so uh yeah so it's just uh you know as an artist uh, and one an artist who continues to grow. Uh, sometimes it's just really like you're like, wow, look at look at what's happening. And sometimes I hear painters say, you know, I started painting this, and then it came out looking like that. And I'm like, how could that happen? Like, this, is someone like someone else moving their arm? But you know, it's like for me, some 
I, to be honest with you, Mark, sometimes I just call it magic. You know, it's like there's no way that you can really I can really say like how it happened. But it's it's like some kind of magic, you know, I I totally get it. Uh, back when I was uh, a writer uh, and, and I had aspirations to being a, a novelist. Oh, that that ended poorly, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but I would write a story and kind of reading between the lines, your characters, uh, it, by sheer happenstance, uh, there was a, a connection that I didn't even see when, when I was writing. And so to, to have that happen in a visual medium, uh, that, that totally makes sense uh it's and from what i'm seeing in in the uh scissorgy if i'm saying that correctly uh like to to me because things are so uh like you're you're the only subject in these uh and everything is so sparse it's as though you're uh, a, a traveler wandering and and, and exploring it, it's and looking into things and the, the certain aspects like the, the the portrait of uh of you uh, with, with a empty sky but there's that one little cloud that that is sitting in the back and it's almost as though you're gazing at it like, like it it just it, it it's really I, I mean, I, the the best I can say is really awesome, but uh, well, it's right. Like you can't make that happen. You know what I mean? It's like that was just so so perfect. You know? Um, yeah. Funny because I went. I I had wanted to do. So I I, I actually the reason why it's a self portrait is because series is because when Jayashree, um and I can tell you her her last name uh, is this written or is this a um, this is an audio podcast. Oh, it is okay. So, um, so I don't. You don't of... have to mention the last name or anything like that. Okay, if so, you don't want well, to. No, no, no worries. So, um, so when Jayashree um, uh, asked me to do this, I I was on my way to a residence, another residency called um, um, Center for Photography at Woodstock, and um, so. I I actually wasn't planning on doing a lot. I, I was just going to really just do a lot of research. I wasn't going to be doing a lot of photographing, um, but I thought I could just do this one. And so I actually was looking around thinking, okay, Afrofuturism, Afrofuturism. And I thought, well, you know, I got, like I said, I got the helmet. I've been preoccupied a lot or, or you know, very concerned about, um, about incarceration in America. Um, in 2008, I actually got arrested um and lost my teaching license for like six months um I mean it's like a long history my you know all my cousins for Christmas and dinner I mean Christmas dinner or, or Thanksgiving dinner they'd be late because the police picked them up because they thought that uh you know they looked like someone who had done something wrong you know what I mean it's just been um the the police have been uh terrorizing the African-American communities and other communities um um for a long time you know and so it's been it's been something I've thought about a lot. I have a lot of different police pr- prison uniforms. Um, anyway, I thought to myself, okay, well, who am I going to photograph now? And I kind of looked in the mirror and thought, well, I guess it's going to be you, Blanche, because 
Um, you know, there, Woodstock is a lovely little town, but I don't know if you've ever been there. There's not a lot of black people, you know. Um, and so that's how it became a self-portrait project, you know. And so it's interesting after all these years of photographing other people that I'm actually photographing myself, you know. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's I'm enjoying it. Um, I mean, I always love I'm not a lot of photographers don't like getting in front of the camera, but I'm like a big old ham. I love getting in front of the camera. <laughs> um, and so it's been, yeah, so it's been a been a fun journey. Um, yeah, I'm not sure really where I was going with that, but it's uh oh yeah, just to say that that's really how it became me as the as the main, you know, protagonist. That's brilliant. That's awesome. Mm. Uh, I mean, long career in in photography. Let I mean, where do we begin? Uh, let Let's start from the the beginning. Uh, you said you were a teacher. Uh, were you always a photographer uh, doing photography while you were teaching? Like, where did the passion for the art come from? Yeah, I mean, I I was um I always had a camera even when I was a little kid. You know, I, I usually will say, you know, I played with a camera as opposed to dolls. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I had a little Minox camera. I don't know if you know those cameras, but they were like back at back. at This would be in the 70s. And they were kind of like they look like spy cameras. Yeah, um, they were really cool. So I had the I had those. And, you know, I was taking pictures of like my fish tank, my kissing fish and stuff like <laughs> that. Um, and, um, yeah, as only child, I just like did a lot of. um I, you know, my parents were able to, you know, I must admit, I sort of, I suppose in some ways I had a, you know, a pretty good childhood. Um, my, you know, I went skiing, I had tennis lessons and, you know, when I went skiing, so I would just put my little camera in my pocket and take pictures. You know, they were very blurry because the, the film was like, you know, minuscule. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, you know, I continued. So I suppose it's like, once you start sort of framing the world or looking through something like that, you know, looking through an eyepiece, uh, you just get really used to it and then thinking about everything that you look at as a square, you know, or, or a rectangle. Um, and so then once I got to co- uh, high school, my mom got me a, a 35 millimeter camera um, and she also uh, got me a um, a dark room. So Ooh. it was just the coolest. And I, I had a friend who had a big house and an extra bathroom. So I set up there and after high school, uh, after school, after high school, I would always go, uh, you know, to to my dark room and uh, just spend hours there. So that was like the thing that really kind of like hooked me into like thinking that, okay, now what I'm going to do, like we all, you know, I knew I was supposed to go to college. So I thought I'm going to go to college for photography, you know, because uh, it, it seems as though something that like, like old guys did in the, like after they retired and stuff like that. And um, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to actually do photography before I got old, you know, um, so it wasn't until I got to uh, went to Maryland Institute of Art that I really realized that uh, the power of photography, you know, um, it's a fine art college. And um, I really was, uh, you know, I learned so much about color and, you know, composition and all the different types of cameras that there are. And I, I, you know, I just like I feel like every year I just got more and more into it. Um, and um it's interesting because that was in, I graduated from Maryland Institute in 1981. And then it took me about 20 years to, uh, to actually, I was doing my cross color for those 20 years. And then in the beginning of this century, I went back to college to get my master's in London. 
Um, I had always wanted to do that. And so I finally did. Um, and I was glad I did. And it was very, um, you know, as a young, well, youngish black photographer, well, I guess I was like in my 40s when I did my master's. Uh, but anyway, it was um, it was a nice change because when I was a young kid in college, there weren't many black photographers that were being taught. And so, you know, I, I didn't really see myself. And, you know, I mean, they really loved like um, um, like Stieglitz and all those guys, you know. Um, yeah. But they, they didn't. Now I like those guys. But um, back then I didn't didn't relate to any of that. You know, I had never been to the Midwest and, um, you know, like a picture of a of a um of a of a um, pe- pepper just didn't get my, you know, didn't get me excited. So, um, but now I love that work. You know, like they say, never say never. Um, but yeah, it was nice going to, like, twenty years later, going to college, um, at the master's level, and you know, learning about other photographers that um, were telling some stories similar to mine, and you know, just so that I could relate that I, I could relate to. Who are some of the photographers that uh, that that inspired you? You mentioned a, a, a few names, but uh, d- during your uh, master study, uh, w- w- who were some of the people that you studied, and what kind of experience was that like being in in, in London? Uh, like how how like paint that picture of like that time frame. Yeah, well, I went to London in the early, like I think in 1990, because um, I had been an AIDS activist in New York um, with ACT UP, which AIDS Coalition to Unleash Power. And, um, you know, people, there were just too many people that that were dying. Um, and so I just felt like I got to get out of here before, like I'm, you know, old before my time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I went to London and I think I always, I always knew that, um, I wanted to um, to do a master's. I didn't know it would take that long, you know. Um, and so, um, so yeah, I carried on in London. I sort of learned how to drink when I was there, you know, like <laughs> they're drinkers there. And um, so, uh, yeah, just did bits and pieces. I, I continued photographing. I met some wonderful people. Um, it was just great to be able to travel, you know, jump on the, I lived in, um, in, uh, what's it called? I lived in Elephant Castle for a while. Um, and that was the beginning of where the uh, Eurostar was. So I could just like, you know, put a backpack on and just walk to the, to the, to the train station and jump on the train and go to Paris, you know, or, you know, people are like, oh, isn't it always like rainy there? It's like, I didn't care because on the weekend I could just go to Italy or Amsterdam or, you know what I mean? It was just really such a fun experience, I guess, for be for an American to be able to like, you know, go to all these different places where they're speaking different languages. And back then, they there was all different currency, you know. Yeah, um, so it was really wonderful. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of my favorite photographers, I would say, you know, Gordon Parks, who you know, love him. I love Carrie Mae Williams, uh, Lorna Simpson. Uh, of course, James Vanderzee is someone I really lo- loved, um, love his work. In fact, that was kind of like why I loved, loved doing my four by five photography, you know, because it's just, um, it just feels reminiscent of him um, yep. and thinking about the way that he, um, he 
made for, you know, like they called it the like the new Negro, right? His work was all about the new Negro and sort of the 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 people that um that were moving from from down south, uh, moving up north to um you know better to to have better uh, lives. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, so like in my work, I I work towards making uh showing my communities it really like in a very strong you know beautiful way unlike the way that a lot of um images of of black people of queer people are are seen you know yeah um, yeah um, and yeah so i just wanted to i i didn't mention any any of the uh the black queer photographers that i really love you know like uh zanelli mahali has been a real big uh i think we both have been an influence on each other um yeah so uh zanelli mahali is just you know she's one of the they are one of the um sort of biggest kind of queer black photographers like on the market um and uh yeah they're from south africa um there's also uh someone who's passed away but he's amazing too rotimi funny Coyote, I hope I had said his name right. Um, and there's uh oh gosh, there's another guy. Oh sorry. You can you can do your magic on it though, right? <laughs> it's okay. I mean for, for the amount of stuttering that I do, uh you are still miles ahead of me. <laughs> um yeah, he's this because I wanted to mention this young man because he's in my um he's actually hanging next to me at the um the the uh Whitney um let's see Naima Green is another one who's actually she's she's photographed me um really wonderful stuff that's okay yeah. I, I mean, it'll probably come to you later on yeah <laughs> um, okay we'll, we'll leave it at that for now but there there definitely are are a host of um young queer oh my friend us right my friend gabriel garcia roman he's, he does some amazing work so it's interesting you know because um you know with, with so i feel like i started talking about like sort of unity and stuff like that and i think that you know like thinking about my communities and sort of the love and stuff that that's around uh you know the the, the black and queer communities but there's also like a separation um you know sort of like when you think about the canon, right, you think about like all the white male photographers that are out there, you know, and then like then there's like the white gay male photographers that are out there. Then there's like the 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 black male photographers out there. And then there's the black gay male photographers that are out there, you know, and then sort of like underneath there's all this like sprinkling of some women that are white, some women that are black and then you know, all the way, the crumbs all the way at the bottom are sort of like the, the, the black women who like myself, you know, who are queer and, uh, you know, we're, we're out there doing our work, but, you know, I have to say, Mark, you know, in some ways I feel that due to Mr. Floyd's killing, um, the world was like shocked into this idea of like, okay, we need to be inclusive. We haven't been inclusive and we need to do something about it now. Um, and so I do hope that things are changing and I, I do see things changing. I could definitely think that I definitely know that part of the um, attention that I'm getting has to do with Mr. Floyd's murder, you know, 
Um, and I don't think it's just like a two year, three year thing. I think it's really something that's going to continue that institutions are looking at their boards, they're looking at their staff and they're realizing like, oops, <laughs> it's a little yeah. monotone, you know what I'm saying? And so, but the same thing happens within the black, black art world, you know, sometimes us queer folks are left out, you know, and so, you know, this kind of, this kind of exclusion, lack of inclusion is, is really uh, just yet another um, spark or another reason why I continue to do my work. You know, I'm just like, I don't think I'll ever be finished or, or, you know, I mean, I, I, I do think, I do see things changing, um, but it's well, like, life it's- continues to change. And uh, it, 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 to, to, you would not stop. You you can't stop. It, it, it's uh, wherever this path leads all of us down. Uh, I, I I also pray that it's going to be uh, a, a bright, uh, wonderful world that uh, Star Trek uh, ha- has portrayed in the future, where humanity is uh, no longer fighting with one another. We are uh together celebrating our differences and uh you know reaching out I- into far reaches of the the universe together and, and being a true representative of humanity even if we're the only life forms on this 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 rock you know you know we've we've made it we we've we've transcended our past uh and moving to a glorious future uh, even in a thing like uh, in an instance like that, y- your work would simply just change. You would still be doing your work. I I, I would imagine. Uh, I'm I'm not trying to uh, put uh, thoughts into your mind, but that that's how I would presume uh, an artist such as yourself moving forward. And, and the fact that you have such a wonderful optimistic uh purview that that it, it, it's you know it, it we, we are just one step closer to that that unity yeah i mean i totally agree with you and when i look at the young people i i see such a change in attitude you know then definitely from my generation you know they have all kinds of friends, all kind of you know color friends, all kinds of you know uh, non-binary and all kinds of kids that have uh, like they seem to already like have their sexuality sorted out already. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's really uh, beautiful when I when I look at the the young folks and I I do that was one of the things I did love about teaching kids. You know what I mean? Like uh, you know I would walk in my my normal dress was a, a button down shirt and um, and a bow tie and you know I've got a mohawk and so you know I'm definitely the dyke in the room (laughs) and the kids are just kind of like hey Miss Flash how you doing you know what I mean like they don't blink an eye you know what I mean it's like it's not a thing for for the for the young generation so uh, they do make me very optimistic that things are going to change and you know what do they say I think by like 2050 is they're going to be it's going to be like uh more people that are mixed race than not or something. Um, so, but anyway, as, as time goes on, I, I do believe um, that there will be a change. Um, and I, like I said, I think that these young people are, 
are definitely um, on the right way. Um, and we just have to wait for some of the, um, you know, the old geezers to get out the way. <laughs> and uh, then uh, then we'll be able to get some change because, you know, we know that that money is power and the people who have money, the 1% are not people of color. Um, and so until that dynamic changes, uh, you know, we're going to still see the same thing that's that continues to happen, you know, marginalized people. You know, people don't have health care. I mean, there's so much that needs to be changed. And um, hopefully these young folks will get in there and, and uh, just turn everything around, you know. Um, I, I, don't know I if- pray they do. Uh, because, yeah. But uh, as somebody who's approaching uh, geezer status, um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm halfway there, thereabouts. Um, I got to say that uh, the the... The way uh, my generation is now is night and day compared to what it was back in the eighties and nineties. I mean, the 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 it just thinking back to uh, the slurs we used and, and uh, the 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 language and the the things that were put into movie theaters. Uh, I mean, you look at something like Animal House or or. or uh, other movies uh, like just yeah, even they, they the- would not be made today, and and some of the languages that we that that we said uh, yeah, even like cartoons, you know, they're like some of the cartoons. Oh my god, say, yes, some of those are really <laughs> like really off, yeah, and you just sort of like you know we just watched them, and, you know, we we all laughed, you know, um, so so yeah, so it is that you know things are changing, and I feel. Uh, I, I have to say, you know, Mark, I, I'm not really very uh, a very egotistical person, but I have to say that I do believe that I, I'm part of that change, and I feel of course really you're part of that change. Yeah. Everybody's part of that change. Yeah. We're, we're we're in this together, uh, whether we like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, one of the uh, things is, uh, oh gosh, I have to I have to Google this because I don't want to mess it up. I want you to be able to put this part in. Right on. Um, um. Okay. All right. So Google's asking. I mean, Wikipedia's asking me to give him money. Okay. (laughs) So, um, for my syzygy, going back to syzygy uh, and my my latest series. Um, the end, the end photograph. So first of all, I'm, I'm working on writing grants. Uh, I, I'm applying for the Guggenheim. I applied to the Pollock Krasner, um, and I'm applying for, for grants to get funds to go to the motherland. So I have my DNA. A lot of it comes from Senegal. And so since Syzygy is about the past, the present, and the future, I really feel that it, it needs to get legs in you know on the continent um so i'm working on that so if there's anyone out there listening that feels the need to help fund me uh because i have to be honest with you i haven't really been lucky in getting funding although i apply a lot uh art matters is one of the places that has given me actually two two grants one 10 years ago and one just recently and i love them to death but um uh, most of the work all of the work other than that um i've been i have you know um 
source myself from teaching, which everyone knows is not a lot of money. Right. Um, but uh, the end, the end of this the series right now, the way I'm photographing is kind of like uh, you know on TV you see um, writers and they have post-it notes and they're like moving things around. And yeah. So I feel like the photographs are kind of like post-it notes right now. I don't really have like a a, a way of how they're going to how they're going to hang or hopefully a book will will, will appear. Um, but I know the end the end photograph is going to be me on um on a sort of um uncultivated planet um that and I'll be sitting sitting there with a big smile on my face I'll be tossing my um my handcuffs into the galaxies and you know just kind of proclaiming we're all free um and that that's kind of based on um Sunra's um film and sort of uh science fiction film uh called space is the place uh-huh. um and so yeah there's a lot of like artists that uh like sun Ra who have had iterations of afrofuturism you know in their uh in their work uh going from you know as far back as him sun Ra, to going forward to like janelle janelle monet or even missy elliott you know um and so uh so yeah so it's 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 fun to to look at some of the work that some of these artists have done before, because, you know, obviously us artists, we, you know, we use, we research, right. It's not just like, you just kind of go out there and just do whatever you want. You look at other artists work and, you know, build upon that. Um, so that's fun to sort of embrace that. In fact, I just saw Janelle Monet at Radio City Music Hall um, last month. and She was amazing. Um, and, you know, she's, I know we're talking about photography, but one of the things I like about her thinking about change is that you know there have been other artists like Elton John who pretty much everyone knew he was gay but he didn't officially come out until years after he you know was a star you know and nowadays I think that from him and work that I'm doing and other people like myself you know it makes it easier for people to come out and know that they can still be successful like Janelle I mean Janelle came out for a couple of years and the gay community we were like is she family? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then eventually, you know, after a couple of years, she came out, you know, and it's, she's, it hasn't hurt her, her career at all, you know? So it's like, we are so, so multi-layered and there's, there's so much, there's so many people out there that are, that are supporting me and supporting her and, you know, straight and gay, right. Black and white. And so like, like you said, Mark, like, we are all in this together and it's it's a it's a beautiful thing to see these things happen and you're like you know well i helped make that happen you know uh, secretly i thought she was going to call me up on stage and and thank me <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cool <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> maybe next get a time get a selfie with that one <laughs> right exactly <laughs> yeah oh, that's so cool but you know thinking about the cameras we were talking about that it's like I was saying, like, I really love the four by five camera. You know, it was it was like the traditional way to make portraits back in the day, you know. And this, uh, even though I had another camera, I won't say the make, um, it was digital, my first digital camera. I was oh, like, you okay. could mention it. It's all good. <laughs> no, I don't really want to. I don't like that's that. okay. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I liked it. It's like it was cheap, you know, now like what four by five film is like what 120 dollars a box for oh 20- my god it's it's you know? crazy now yeah 
But, you know, it's like you have to love your instrument. And so when I got that, the first time I actually held the GFX 100, um, it was at PhotoCare. My friend Ron works there. And so he's always showing me like the new stuff, you know. So when he when he gave it to me, I, I, I wouldn't give it back to him. I was like, mine, mine. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the, the heaviness of it. And, yep. uh, you know, the, the quality of the of this, the files is just like incredible. You know what I mean? And so it kind of for me in my head to make me feel good about it. It's like I feel like it's kind of like a hybrid, you know, sort of between film and digital, you know. Yes. And so that's, the, you know, so I think it was like really the kind of a breakthrough for me with digital to have that camera. Um, and is that you know, your like, first Fujifilm camera. Yeah. Wow. It was my first one. Um, And it was just, um, yeah, it was, it's just really, like I said, it just really, I just love it so much. And you, you know, you have to love your tools. You have to be passionate about your tools, you know? And so it's really like whenever I get it out, I was actually playing with it today to use my, um, the app, the the remote app on the phone that you can download. So I was just playing around with that just to see, um, you know, how it worked. And um, it seems pretty easy, but I mean, you know, I'm here inside of this place with internet. So I'm not sure how great it's going to be outside, but I have an assistant, so I'm sure we'll be fine. But uh, yeah, every time I get it out, I'm just kind of like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, right now. I'm currently testing the, the GFX 100 uh, Mark two and uh, Oh my God, that it, it is. It, it is such a, a, a faster camera. Like I, I'm, I'm with you. And I'm like, is it the I, smaller I, one though? The one, the one you're looking at. That's the smaller one. The it, one? it is smaller uh, right. than the original GFX 100. Mm-hmm. But uh, w- w- with my carpal tunnel hands, that that's a welcome change. Mm. Um, th- there's a reason why I switched to APS-C for the most part. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, I'm not like a street photographer or anything like that. So I would imagine like it's a little heavy for people that just walk around with it. But you know I, what? I got to say, uh, th- this new GFX, I, I would I would challenge it to do street photography. Oh, no, no. I was saying the one that I have. I oh, gotcha. The, yeah, the first one. I think that that's, you know, it's probably not best for uh, street photography. But for me, it's great. I mean, I got a you know cool case and... Um, you know, I just roll it there and t- t- take it out of its little foam. <laughs> foam, <laughs> foam and, it's, and I'm good to go. But yeah, right it's, yeah, it's it's been it's been fun working with it. So we'll see. You know. Um, <clears throat> so how and, has it been to be a Fuji uh, X creator? Like how how did that relationship begin? Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I don't, I, you know, in the beginning, we were having meetings and they were like uh, offering different things and giving us T-shirts and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I, I haven't really been in touch as of late. Um, I've just been doing my own thing, to be honest with you, Mark. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it was it, initially I really enjoyed it because I was meeting all these amazing photographers um, and a lot of women. Um, photographers that were doing good stuff and you know it was really fun I, I enjoyed it so I can't really remember but yeah it started off really great and I can't remember the woman the woman who ran it but she was really got some great energy um, she's in Atlanta then um, 
Are they still meeting and stuff like that? I honestly don't know. It's a it's a different story for everybody. That's why I'm always curious about how how the the origin story played mm. out. Yeah, but I, really- I mean to to I mean Fujifilm as a whole, I I feel has done uh, a, a great job in uh, in diversifying their uh, X creative program, at least in the United States, from from what I've seen. Uh, I've met a lot of amazing women, a a lot of, uh, amazing photographers, uh, male, female, uh, everybody. It's, it's been such a joy to see such, uh, a wide variety of styles and energy. It it, it is, uh, like, like I, I get giddy when I, when I talk to everybody. It's it's pretty cool. I mean that, that that's why I have this job, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, I really I, it was really great, and I, I for the same reasons too. It's like okay, so um, do you have any more questions for me, Mark? Uh you know what? We're right a, a, about time. Um, I I do have more questions, but I'm gonna have to save that for a part two if uh, if you'd mm-hmm. be so kind to come back on sometime in the future because we have only scratched the surface uh about your uh your previous work i mean you, you have 40 years of work and like we, we we've only touched on it i mean you, you've done such amazing uh amazing photography um so i i would love to have you back on sometime soon well you know it's funny mark what you were saying about uh you know when we were talking about this idea of um the world being a perfect place like we're all like living in the star trek um enterprise um (laughs) and uh you know i would like to do just regular old pictures of like landscapes i would like you know i do have a couple of series where they're not portraits but for me at at this time and and it's important for me to continue working around issues that i've been working on for so many years um because i feel like that is a that's just Right now, that's that's like imminent, you know. Yes. Um, but yes, I would like to just do like uh, I have a series. I have sometimes you ever you know when you travel and it says there's a sign that says this is where a good place to take pictures. Yeah. I want to do Phoenix a series places. like that. Like, oh, this is a good place to take pictures. Okay, I'm going to take a picture here. That's like one of my like you know retirement ideas of taking pictures of like that, just kind of stupid places, things like that. I'd love to just be able to just take nonsense you know nonsense pictures anyway the liberty liberty is coming on at, at nine o'clock so i'm excited uh, the basketball team so I'm, I'm looking forward to that so uh, there you I'll go so um, well, thank you very much again thank you for your patience it was a pleasure speaking with you um i hope that uh, you're able to edit it and make it sound beautiful and amazing you are a gem and it's going to be a pleasure and and i can't wait to have you back well thank you mark you have a great evening hon thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed the show and i hope to see you back next week i wanted to also mention one more time that this is brought to you by fuji love magazine For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And my name is Mark Sadowski, 
You can find me on Instagram or Twitter, mostly Instagram though. I'm at Mark Sadowski. That's Mark with a C. And you can also check out my other podcast, Xmark. It's a Fujifilm-esque kind of show where it's more spice of life and pretty infrequent. But if you want more of my voice, that's the place to check it out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.